Hey everybody, Peter Mancuso here from a little show called Now That's What I Call a Franchise. Maybe you've heard of it. Before getting into this week's episode, um, I just wanted to talk about some stuff going on. Um, we record our episodes you know, months in advance, but as of the release of this episode, uh, both the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild uh, have gone on strike against basically all of mainstream Hollywood, uh, which is represented by the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Basically, both unions are demanding their fair share of the profits that their hard work and uh, dedication produces for these, you know, multinational media conglomerates and uh, their overpaid CEOs. Now, when SAG went on strike, there were some questions around what counted as promotion, uh, something that could be considered crossing the picket line. Um, and there's been a lot of confusion and misinformation and mixed signals about this, uh, particularly for non-union members, um, even just covering older films released by these struck companies. And on our show, that's all we do, right? We've covered like three franchises owned by Disney, which I think speaks volumes about the state of the industry. Um, and now we're focusing on Batman, which of course is owned by Warner Brothers. So what do we do? Well, after sifting through all the information the best we could, we've decided to continue our release schedule as planned. Uh, we're not doing this out of laziness. Uh, if anything, delaying our schedule would actually give us more time that we desperately need uh, to watch these films and record our thoughts. But by releasing our episodes as planned, uh, we at least have the chance to insert this intro uh, and make it clear in no uncertain terms, Viviana and I and the New Arts Workshop stand with workers above and below the line, striking or not, unionized or not. And we're not going to remove this intro from our episodes until the studios satisfy the union's demands. If you want to help the cause, post about it on social media or donate to each union's respective strike funds. Alone, we can't do anything. Together, we can change everything. All right, I'm getting off my soapbox now. Time for the show. You're listening to the New Artist Workshop. But aren't you gonna go to... No. You built that company. And now Powers is making nerve gas there. You gotta do something. You're Batman. I was Batman. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Now, that's what I call a franchise. I'm Peter Mancuso. And I'm Viviana Metzger. And this is a show where Peter and I pick a film franchise and go through every single installment. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And to be clear, we're defining a franchise as a series of films with at least four entries. So, Viviana, what are we talking about today? Okay, so today we're talking about the 1999 film Batman Beyond, colon, the movie. Um, and this, of course, is your one and only spoiler warning. If you haven't seen it, it's a two-parter. Uh, it's on Max. It's the, what is it, Batman Beyond show, and it's like the first two episodes. Yeah, so for um, some context, uh, this is probably dubious in terms dubious. of counting this, but it's on Letterboxd, and it was sold... Um, like, for its home media release as Batman Beyond the movie. Um, but it's essentially just the first two episodes of the Batman Beyond TV series, which is, like, a sequel series to the Batman animated series. Um, 
So if you want to watch this, don't look up Batman Beyond the Movie. Just go to Max and watch the first two episodes. It's 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 an episode called Rebirth Parts 1 and 2. Well, look it up if you don't have Max. If you don't have Max, however you're going to find Hopefully it. Hopefully it's on YouTube. It, might, it, may, it could be. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here is the letterboxed blurb. Got it this time because it took my Invisalign out. <laughs> there we go. That's that, right. So that was the reason? Yeah, because my lips... Because you have so much stuff in your mouth? Yeah. Okay. Fueled by remorse and vengeance, a high schooler named Terry McGinnis becomes the new Batman as he fights crime in the futuristic Gotham City. That was lovely. That was a really good reading, Viviana. Oh, it's taking you a few letterbox blurbs to really get into it. Well, I, I, I haven't read it before, so it's kind of... We're both mm. finding out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the audience and you, yeah. <laughs> if I read it beforehand, I can you know, yeah. find the right inflection. But I'll usually write these outlines months. Like, we record months before we release them, but I write these months and months before we ever record. Yeah. Because I do them because I don't... Ooh, excuse me. I had a little burp there. There's some uh, rigatoni in there. But I... It's Yeah, it's okay. No, but because, like, I don't have to wait to do these. Like, there's nothing... Whole, so, like, I, I've already done it for our next season, basically. And then I'm going to start working on the outlines for, like, the next, next season. So, like... Yeah, he's very strange hobbies and, and strange priorities, so... My uh, strange hobby of, of, of making people happy. You don't by, have by, to. You by, don't have to make the outline for the for the episode like six months in advance. Well, they got nothing else to do. <laughs> Sometimes I have nothing to do. Clean the house. <laughs> okay, all right. You're hearing mom and dad fight. Why don't I bring some basic info in before I, things I feel, get crazy? I feel like a parent. I'm like, oh, you're bored. I'll let. I'll find you something to do. <laughs> Go rake the yard. Ma'am, please, please. Okay. I gotta do my homework. I gotta wash the cat. I gotta. Oh my that. goodness. Um, okay, so it was directed by Kurt Gita. I think Gita. Uh, Gita. Um, who I don't think he had done much before this. Maybe he had, maybe he directed some of the or was involved with the original animated series. I thought but, you did background. Huh? I thought you did background. I do, but I couldn't find. I, I didn't write anything down, so <laughs> that must mean I didn't find anything worth mentioning. But now I'm like um, curious again because I wrote this like six months ago, so I don't remember. <laughs> That's sometimes why there'll be trivia, which I do immediately after we watch. Yeah. That that overlaps with the research because I wrote it like six months ago. Oh, okay. That's sometimes that's why like, there's du- I doubled it by accident. Yeah. Um, it was written by Alan Burnett, Paul Dini, and Stan Berkowitz. Um, oh, Burnett and Dini. Sorry, the guy, the guy, Scarecrow guy. What? The oil brother, scary Scarecrow man at the end of Batman. The Paul Dini, right? What are you talking about? Oh, the guy who got attacked. No. What are you talking about? The guy, remember he lives in Brooklyn and he was a scarecrow. Paul Dano? You're thinking Paul Dano. This is Paul Dini. Oh. <laughs> okay, never mind. That's the Riddler. <laughs> He's the Riddler. Oh, yes. Not the yes. scarecrow, oh, number yes, one. Yes, yes. No, Paul Dini, you you should know who Paul Dini is. Because Burnett and Dini were two of the four co-writers for Mask of the Phantasm. How am I supposed to remember four people's names? I don't know, but Paul, Paul, oh, it's like not Paul Dano. Ago. I was so, I had no idea what you were trying to <laughs> communicate. Um, the Scarecrow, the Scarecrow Oil Man. The Scarecrow Oil, because you're thinking of There Will Be Blood, which Paul Dano yes. was also in. But he's not Scarecrow at all. 
Um, and I don't know who Stan Berkowitz is. He, I guess he was like, guys, can I, can I write this with you? Uh, oh, don't malign Stan. <laughs> um, it was distributed by Warner Brothers Television Distribution because, again, this is essentially uh, just a TV show that we're reviewing at this point, at least the first, like the pilot of it. It's like a um, Disney Channel originated movie. Original, original movie? A Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> Disney Channel movie. Movie of Disney Channel origin. <laughs> An MDCO. <laughs> Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> um, and I believe this aired uh, in January of 99. Um, and then five months later, the world began. And the real Dark Knight arrived. <laughs> <laughs> dark Knight? I think you mean the sunshine. The sunshine. Yeah. So Viviana. We're talking about me, but. You're just, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about. Everybody. I don't think yeah. everyone knows. Yeah, no. <laughs> he got to make a little '97 joke for here I am with '99, baby. '99. I will say 1999 was a great year for movies. Yeah. Um, and living la vida loca. Sure, but I was gonna say The Matrix, which this came out before The Matrix, so it's not like this was influenced by The Matrix, but you could see why. When did that come out? Like 2000. '99. Oh, I think later oh, in like the year. I don't think January. Right? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure late, but statistically speaking, there's an 11 and 12 chance that it came out after this. Because mm-hmm. this came out in January, right? Um, and, like, so obviously this wasn't influenced by oh. The Matrix, but... Not that long after. March 31st. March 31st. <laughs> 1999. My, my point... My point is that while not influenced by The Matrix, you could see why they made it like this and The Matrix was super popular. Like, they both represent kind of like this aesthetic... Like future, I don't want to say goth, but like edgy, like yeah, it's like like uh, the, the futuristic the opening, anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. The well, the opening specifically, I think, is is very like techno-y, uh, like indicative of the time. Yeah, it's like very like the strobes, like, the yeah. yeah, like the cuts, and it's like kind of edgy, but also futuristic. It's like it's like all that shit you would see on like MTV or or actually yeah. like VH1 or something. You know. Um, like back in the '90s, and it's like yeah. we're trying to make this show look as cool as possible. Yeah, I am shocked that this. <laughs> it's like collages. Yeah, yeah, it's like very, uh, you know, very, very stylistic in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I'm I'm shocked this came out before the Matrix because it feels like it was influenced by. by Maybe that. the Matrix was influenced by. By this. there was a two month. They made it in two months. No, they released it. They, hey, both by uh, Warner Brothers, I believe. Oh, hey. So maybe they knew. Maybe, maybe they were talking to each other. Mm. They were like, "Hey, we're doing this," and they're like, "Hey, we're mm. doing that." They're like, "What's popular with the kids?" So Viviana, what? Did you know? I don't know why I paused so. <laughs> I was like, I just had like a momentary mini stroke or something. <laughs> Did you know anything about Batman Beyond? Before I told you there's this thing that exists, this show that exists. Did you ever hear of this as a kid? Did, now that you've seen it, do you remember like, oh, that that design of that Batman looks familiar? Like maybe I saw like a commercial for it as a kid. Like, do you have any prior knowledge of the like, I know you've never seen this before, but had, did you know about this at all? Nope. Okay. <laughs> No, I, I didn't. I have not. I'm not familiar with this um, at all. Uh, and yeah, um, cool concept though. Um, kind of taking, you know. Yeah. Not not just a repeat of like oh. You and not from the fight, comics or fighting anything. the same bad guys or whatever. Not from the comics either. This is like an original idea. Oh really? Not yeah. from the comics. I don't believe this was based on any comics. Because Logan was is a comic. 
So yeah. they did. Oh, they didn't have that for this. I no. think for this, this was an original idea. Um, I job. believe. I believe this may be my research, but I don't think so. Because again, like it's beloved, but it's not. There's not going to be as much on the Wikipedia as like some of these other movies that we're looking at. But yeah. I believe like the idea was like we want to make a Batman show that's like edgier and cooler. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like because if you watch definitely, the, you definitely yeah, you get those. Funny. You know what I mean? Because the because the Batman. Like, this is all part of the same continuity, the same... I mean, Kevin Conroy voices old Bruce in this, so mm-hmm. it's, like, it's all meant to be part of the same same creative team, basically. Like I said, Burnett, Danny, yeah. Bruce Tim, right? But Bruce. you can see a difference in terms of, like, color palette, subject, mater- subject matter. Um, yeah, and I, I think you also You can find, see a difference uh, in it from the original Yeah, I show. think you also um, find a maturity in the narrative... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, structure as well, um, and not just because it's like more violent, but I think more. No, no. Ca- there's a lot like, more pathos than it's. It's like a lot more active. Um, so I was really glad that I. So for context, I asked. Um, I asked, but but because uh, <laughs> she she asked it as a, as a as a as a merciful <laughs> lord. I granted her request. No, but okay. So we were watching the the film, right? And it's. The first two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course it's it's two episodes of the show, um, and I wanted to see another episode to kind of compare it um, because this is so connected in the arch, like how arc in the arc <laughs> and the arch. Um, <laughs> because this is a pilot, so it makes sense. There's like more of a story because it's setting everything up. But like, will all the other episodes be like the old show, where it's just kind of like a nothing story? Yes, yeah, so I, I wanted. I yeah. wanted to see because it seemed very. Um, active and and they were able to like push the story um, I think a lot further than they would have previously um, and so I wanted to see if that translated over into the show like the rest of like the show. Like a random episode yeah. Uh, yeah so we watched the one with Mr. Freeze and I think it was the same thing so I mean I haven't like I said I, I'm not super familiar with these shows like either one and I haven't, like, straight up watched the other Batman series, but I've, like, you know, maybe, like, seen a few with you and then also, like, Mask of the Phantasm and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I, I, I see a clear uh, improvement in their <laughs> narrative uh, storytelling. I completely agree. Uh, not that it was bad before, but it's it's just a bit more active, so they're able It was to... a little thin before. That's been my complaint yeah. all along. Like, <laughs> even the best episodes, at least that I've seen of the animated series, which I'm getting... Th- I'm up to, like, episode 40. And there's, like, 80 of them. So about halfway through, so I'm making my... But they're a little thin. Even the best ones are a little yeah. thin. Whereas this is a little... Especially that two-part well, open. Well, I think, you know, something that that is could be a problem um is like a common problem in in writing and storytelling and stuff is is trying to do a lot of background and so it delays the the plot delays you know like the action of the story mm-hmm. um so i think maybe for the older show that's kind of what they're trying to do whereas this immediately begins in action like something is happening and it's just like you're just taken along for the ride as opposed to okay so you know this is batman and this is mm-hmm. where he lives and uh, oh and then here's a bad guy so we're gonna fight him and stuff um so it's just a little bit more active in its storytelling mm-hmm. 
they lean a lot, I think, into archetype, right? Where it's like they don't waste. I will say, despite being a two-parter, it feels brisker than one episode <laughs> of the old show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like I feel like there's a lot of filler in the old show where there'll be only like 10 minutes of narrative mm-hmm. in a 20-minute episode. And most of it's just like Batman yeah. running down a street and like, like dodging a a garbage can or something, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas this, like, is longer, yet feels more like it flew by. Yeah. It's only 45 minutes when you, about, like, 44 when you combine the two. Yeah. Um, so, for example, I think something, um, so, like, Mask of the Phantasm, right, and we were saying we really liked it, and um, it doesn't feel like it drags, like, the show, um, but... I think there are some parts where you could, you know, kind of cut out some of the fat and and speed it up a little, um, and that would more so match up with the style of this one, uh, right? So, kind of like the the part where like Bruce is all brooding or whatever, and then he goes over to the cemetery, and then there's like some time before uh, meeting. Oh, what was her name? Andrea. Andrea. Yes. Um, so, doing that having him at the house as opposed to starting in the cemetery you know we see him we know who he is we know what's going on he you know we we know who he's talking to and then you know immediately introducing uh andrea or Mm -hmm. you know something like that just kind of taking out the filler and and Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's because it's like beyond and so like Batman Beyond! No, but it's just like, so it's like he's older, so like it's more established, but um, I don't know. Yeah. So that that was something that mm-hmm. I noticed very clearly. Yeah. Um, and thought it uh, added to it. Mm-hmm. This two-part really has a lot on its plate. Mm-hmm. Because again, like, like, like... You, you were using it as an example, so let's keep using it. Like, if you look at Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. I don't think, now having watched that movie and, like, about half of the series, mm-hmm. I do not think you need to have seen any of the series to watch that film, uh, Master of the Phantasm, and appreciate it. As long as you have a baseline understanding of Batman and the general idea. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, whereas this... It, it has the hard job of, like, this is completely new. It's not based on anything. Mm-hmm. So you ha- it has to build the world, build Terry mm-hmm. um, McInnes, um, and kind of set up the status quo for us mm-hmm. in in less time yeah. than Master of the Fantastic. Well, well, and I think that's, that's something that is also... Uh, something that they also rely on is, is us, you know, filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of, like, some examples. But, you know, it, it doesn't really, I guess, like, take the time to walk through everything. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, grab my hand. Okay, we're running. You know, mm-hmm. like, we're into the story. Probably because as the season goes on, um, it's pro- I imagine it fleshes it out. So it's like they do everything they have to do. Yeah. And then they have another 10 episodes in order to explore different things like what's Terry's life at, like at school and like yeah. what's, you know what I mean? The, we get the, like a glimpse of it here. The but. only thing I think that it seems rushed on or at least in like what I felt was his relationship with Bruce. Um, that mm-hmm. seemed a little forced and like kind of rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think I think the other stuff was pretty, you know, easy to get, you know, like mm -hmm. he okay, he he lives with his dad. His parents are obviously divorced, okay, and then you know he's a grumpy teenager, and you know. So it's more than grumpy. He's very like. He's like very angsty. He's like he has anger issues, and that's like I, something that the show I believe oh, really? explore. Well, yeah, clearly. Remember, he's like he punched he guy. I mean, it was fair, but yeah. the guy spits on him, so he punches him in the face. Oh uh, yeah. So then when he's at home, he's talking to his dad. He's like, ah, he like I forget what he does, but he does something that I'd like, yo, like relax, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, I think that's part of his character. Like he really has like a anger problem. Yeah. Which is um, not helped by, spoiler alert, his father getting murdered. Because, yeah. because he knows too much. Yeah. Um, and, and even with, with short uh, interactions, you know, like outside of the, I don't know, the club? Why were they at the club? I don't know. Um, outside, like, the club, and then... Yeah, they're going um, to some kind of, like, discotheque or something, <laughs> like a nightclub, but they're in high school, so, like... it's, like, a under 18. I don't know. Anyway, so that, and then also the instance that you're talking about... Maybe in about the future, they they're were... a lot more progressive. They let 16-year-olds drink. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they do have hover cars. Because I believe this was so. supposed to take place in 2039. Oh, they have hover cars. So, yeah, they do yeah. have hover Just cars. Just hover and... me home, please. Exactly, um... yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but so that, and then also the brief time in school when he's, you know, wrestling and it's like, oh, like, you know, it, oh, it's like Terry or whatever, you know? So there, there's that, they, they do lean, I think what you said is, is correct about them leaning kind of heavily on archetypes and, um, like symbolism. Just kind of catches in up to order, speed. Yeah. yeah. In order to quickly establish the status quo of like, okay, mm -hmm. he's an outsider and, you know yeah. his you know his home life is you know like this and so so like it doesn't help that he's already you know um, yeah. angry or whatever besides terry and maybe to a point bruce because we already have like baggage with him yeah. from other besides the two of them ever all the characters are pretty one dimensional mm -hmm. but for me it it it's okay or at least works enough mm -hmm. because like they're pretty they're they're compelling like they're interesting I characters i like the dad Oh, like, sad, the dad yeah. was interesting. Powers, right? So, like, basically, like, an evil, like, version of Bruce, I guess. Like, he... Like, basically, yeah. the backstory is that this young kind of guy, like, kind of does a hostile takeover of Wayne Enterprises. So, he now it's, like... He added his name to the... To Wayne the Power <laughs> Enterprise. Yeah. Um, he's kind of, like... I think... The, I, you know what? I, I've never thought of this, and I would love to read more about this. I wonder if this is basically, like... He's kind of like Lex Luthor. Do you know what I mean? Like a super yeah. smart, evil, genius businessman. Yeah, I guess so. Um, like I feel like that was maybe this show's answer to like, you know, Batman, all of his foes were always like these crazy costume villains. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just have a, the main antagonist, at least for the first season? Because um, I have watched the first season. Yeah. But this was probably 10 plus 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, let, let's give him like a character... That's more reputable mm -hmm. on the surface. Yeah, there's like, that's like the whole like basis. More of... to lose. It's like the corrupt mayor or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, it's like you, like you know, I'm bad. I know you know I'm bad, but you're not gonna do anything about it. Like you're not gonna do anything about it. And what you do try, you can't prove to other people. So it's like a perpetual state yeah. of power, and it's like. <laughs> the main powers <laughs> they're really on the nose <laughs> well but you know that you bring up a good point because i think at one point like so the whole thing with this movie these these two episodes is that powers is developing this special nerve gas mm 
Yes. And the reason why, and it's all, I will say, I like how interconnected Which it I is. Which I was suspicious. I thought they would bring in the Joker because, you know, nerf, that. I think the Joker is like dead. Oh. By this point. Well, it's, that's. It's the... been years, sir. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess he's dead and he has like all those groupies and stuff, but like. Groupies? Like, like a gang that's like, like imitated. There's like a gang imitators. called Jokers with a Z. If and they're kind of like. It. They know what we're talking about. Well, I'm, just in case they haven't watched it, but they don't care about spoilers. <laughs> I'm still trying to give them, I'm just trying to fill them in. <laughs> um, or they've seen it, but it was years ago. Like me. Maybe, maybe. Um, but, because that was, you know, a thing with the uh, 89. Oh, it was? Yeah, and, and all the products and the makeup and the hairspray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it wasn't but, a gas, but it was a chemical. So, yeah. Um, you know. But this one's very, it feels very late 90s because the concerns are like weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Getting in the hands of like suspicious, suspicious like Middle Eastern, Eastern Europe kind of like, yeah. which was on people's minds. You know, like the war in Iraq, uh, you know, doesn't happen for another few more years by this point. But, but Saddam Hussein had already had like this, we, there had already been these worries about him using chemical weapons on his people. And yeah. So, like, this feels very timely in that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I was going to say, bringing it back to the corruption, is, like, so the whole thing is they're developing this nerve gas. And Terry McGinnis's father works for this company. Um, and his friend has been exposed. But then the company covers it up. But then Terry McGinnis's father kind of uncovers it. And then they kill him. Um, but they're going to sell this gas to this evil dictator this government but to get to your point about the corruption at one point when they realized this bruce is very reticent to like let terry use the suit mm -hmm. bruce is like oh just give it to the cops yeah um and he's like but like you know that the police force is in power's pocket basically yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like also funny though be, and, but bruce's retort is like give it to, give it to commissioner barbara gordon yeah which is a fun little kind of like where are they now moment i'm sure we i'm sure she's featured some of the episodes later mm -hmm. on um oh speaking of which unrelated but remember we were talking in the last one we watched mr F uh batman and mr freeze colon sub-zero yeah. And Barbara was in it, and yes. I was like, I hadn't seen her in anything. Yeah. I just watched her first episode. Oh. In the animated series. She's not Batgirl yet. She's just Barbara. Yes, in yes, it. yes. But, but, um, but anyway, so it's kind of speaks to your point about, like, the corruption and, like, it's a different kind of problem. It, yeah. That at least like, wasn't present in the Batman animated series as far as I've seen. Like, mm -hmm. where the antagonist is, like, a really well-connected, um, you know, force... Yeah. That, you know, you can't just beat up and yeah. bring down, you know what I mean? And I think we're I think we're kind of treading into kind of like transitioning into new territory now from, you know, like the things we've seen prior to have always oh, been in the franchise, you mean? Yeah, have always been people, you know, outside of the law. Um, or just like, you know, larger kinda, than life characters, criminals yeah. or, or, you know, like not well connected, but, um, I feel like in this one and then also moving forward, like, uh, especially with the, uh, more incorporation of Gordon there, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot more like systemic uh, problems. Yeah. Like there's a lot more focus on, on corruption. Um, as especially in the Nolan films, as especially yeah, in the Nolan as films. opposed to just like straight up bad guys. It's like you know, bad guys 
with <laughs> with power, you know, bad guys who you may, you know, uh, see walking down the street or, or go to church well, with, you know, they're they're the ones. That's a know. huge element of. It's like the clan. They're like undercover. Uh, yeah, well, it's a huge element of Batman Begins in the Dark Knight is like this idea that Gordon's like the one good. Yeah. Like yeah. true, like heart of gold cop, Which right? Which I thought was And everyone funny. else is, is 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 either has been bought bought mm-hmm. or could is could, could be bought. Yeah. Right? Is like uh, has that potential. Which so I which I kind of thought was funny when they did the when they had the line about Barbara cuz I was like, "Oh, like it's it's just the same thing, like you know, their their to... little group, like their one man band, like you know, couldn't change it. And so the the department's still in the same, you know, uh, has the same shitty culture. But you know, Barbara's like. But there's the a Gordon who's yeah, there's yeah. like a one good one, and it's like nothing has changed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like unfortunate, but also kind of like silly. Mm, like, I don't speaks know. volumes. Uncanny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I knew what this was before we watched. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was so one of those things. Is show? I think I had. I think I've talked about this in previous episodes when, um, probably when we covered Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. This is something I watched the entire first season of. Mm-hmm. This was the era before streaming. Um, yeah. Where like of every course. so often we would get to go. No, not when this came out, but like when I'm of age, oh, like maybe yes, 2004 yes. or five or six or yeah. whatever it was. Okay. Um, or seven even. And, and of the age where, like, my parents would every so often just take me to, like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a store that people would know. Like, it, at the Warwick oh, Mall, it was called uh, FYE or, yes. or Newberry, right? Yes. I didn't know if that was a national, yes, right? Yes, FYE. So, and you would just go. At the, and it's at like, the oh, mills. By, yeah. Yeah. You at the just, mills, um, uh, malls. There's, like, the mm. great, great fine mills, Concord mills. It's, like... Like, anywhere you buy DVDs. Barnes & Noble, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or Borders or whatever it was. Like, which Borders I don't yeah. think exist anymore. It was, like, a... It was, a, it was like, a Barnes & Noble bookstore kind of mm. place. Kind of like GameStop or, like, like mixed with Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can buy, like, like merchandise and mm-hmm. stuff there, too. But, um... But we would just go, and it would be, like, you could buy a movie or, a, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I just picked it off the... It was like, this looks just, cool. Just random. You know, so this was like that era. So it's like, why did I watch the first season of this, half of the first season of the Superman animated series, and nothing else, and some of the <laughs> Justice League? Because those are the things I pulled off the shelves and thought looked cool. Well, hey, um, good, good shout out to the uh, art department and uh, marketing team for designing The The, the, the design goes fucking hard. I gotta <laughs> for say, like... For designing something that just pulled them in on that. It's like, you know, when you pick out an album and it's just because, like, the cover looks cool and you're like, I don't know yeah. who this person is or what who this band is. Hold on, I'm gonna find cool the... Fuck, so I'm gonna know. show... I'm gonna send you uh, fans listening at home. Uh, you can look this up yourself. If you just look up Batman Beyond DVD Season 1, um, you can find uh, the picture. But I'm, I'm going to send it to Viviana right now. Uh, I'm going to text it to you so you can see what the DVD cover was. You tell me you would not pick that up as a like an 8-year-old boy <coughs> in like the mid to late 2000s. Okay, hold on. <laughs> It looks more like a game cover, like a like a game yeah. like a Game Boy game cover, but um, yeah. Um, the design goes so hard. I, lo- I love that suit. Um, 
I really like how animated it is. And what I mean by that is, like, it can only exist in animation. Like, yeah. his face is part of the mask somehow. Yeah. So I don't know how people cosplay it at, like, Comic-Con or things. Like, I don't know how people do it. Because it's, like... Kudos to you guys. Because right? that's yeah. a lot of shit to um, be wearing. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so... So, but again, I probably hadn't watched this in 15 years plus. Yeah. Um, but what I remember, um, you know, in contrast to the animated series, again, from what I've seen, they occasionally have a two-parter. That's yeah. what I'm watching right now. If you're a Batman animated series fan, I'm watching Heart of Steel, which is about, like, AI. Yeah. I only watched part one, though. I haven't watched part two. How timely. It was, I was watching. I was like, shit, this is actually kind of timely. <laughs> um, but it, there never really feels like there is a strong arc. Okay. Of, like, where there's a real continuing storyline beyond some very basic uh, developments. Like, you know, yeah. I imagine, you know, Barbara right now is just Barbara. But eventually she'll be Batgirl. That, I guess, is an arc, if you but it's very loose. Yeah. Whereas, from what I remember, this first season, which was about, like, 13 episodes, has an arc. Like, so Powers, by the end of this, gets exposed to the gas. Mm -hmm. And they planted it earlier in the episode like you can get cured from this with a lot of radiation and then there's like a lot of side effects yeah so they do that for him but now he's basically like a glowing skeleton man yeah <laughs> like radioactive yeah. scary so when we watched the mr freeze episode mm -hmm. uh have, the like, premise skin. the premise of this of that episode is powers is trying to figure yeah because he's using like this fake skin that only lasts like a day so he looks like a normal human yeah. Um, so they tried this new procedure where, like, they try to put someone's consciousness or, like, their brain in a new body. So they test it out with Mr. Freeze's brain. Why he? Why he's just a head? I have no they, I don't know. Maybe something happened to the animates. I don't know. <laughs> How is he alive when he's just a head? I don't know. Well, he. they did say he's, like, eternal or whatever. But, but so my point is, is like, that was the fifth episode. Yeah. And we're still working through the power stuff. Yeah. And I believe it culminates in the last episode of the season. Like, you know, like it obviously it's episodic to a point, and each episode has its own little kind of self-contained story. Yeah. But there is this through line that I feel like I'm not getting in the in the Batman animated series, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I don't know if it's because there's like a different writers, or you know, this is '99 versus like '92, three, four, like those early years of that series. Yeah. But it feels. But I, I remember even the Justice League show. Most of those were always two or even three parters. Like I don't remember there ever really being, um, like single episodes for the Justice League show. Yeah. Um. It was always like meant to be like these little larger stories that not only were longer like within them, but then also like carried sh like series wide implications yeah. going yeah. forward. So the storytelling is becoming a little bit more, um, I don't want to say complicated, In but just involved. more it's complex, like more a little like, more like the MCU. It's like getting more entangled with itself. It's, mm -hmm. Um, it's it's just there's just more to it I think a little yeah. more to sink your teeth into yeah I think is the way to I mean I don't have the official reason but I think one of the things that you could note uh, that may have contributed to that is that um in like the nineties like like late nineties like early two thousands uh, I think a lot of uh, production companies were very bold and taking a lot of risks mm -hmm. um you know and so they didn't really do that beforehand and they don't really do that now i'm kind of thinking mm -hmm. of like disney and like 
<laughs> like the color of friendship and like they would like tackle mm. like like gambling and drinking and things like that on different shows like I see what you're um, saying. Yeah. And on Disney. So maybe, you know, Warner Brothers was kind of following like a similar thing. Um, so, you know, there's like like uh, these kind of like street gangs and, or something, you mm-hmm. know, um, and just like a lot more physically violent, I guess, or like more personally physically violent than like just like a goon or mm-hmm. something who's like easily knocked down or something. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> that's a contribution is to, to the edginess. Well, um, well, well but, what I would say, I think you're on to something here and that does kind of track at least... When you look at the history of, of children's television animation, so yeah. you know up. So if you, I will give credit to the ants. <laughs> eh, that's unrelated. I'm talking about TV <laughs> children's animation. Um, if you look at the history of that as like a you know subsect of the industry, right? Um, the original Batman animated series deserves a lot of credit because up to that point, most kids' animation on TV was very dumb and very cheap. Yeah. Um, you know, like think of like that golden age of like Saturday morning cartoons, like things like your uncle who was born like in the early 80s would have grown up watching. Mm-hmm. Very cheap. Mm-hmm. Very dumbed down for the like if you look at something like Teenage oh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was just about to say that. From what is I it, from what I've read animation like not From what I've read the first season cuz the comic book is not dark but like it's it's more edgier, it's a little more psychologically complicated, it's gritty, yeah. right? The first season of that show, which is only like five episodes, yeah, which basically is its own movie as well. So if we do it's Ninja like Turtles, super... it's 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 a little more it's a little more like the comics. Oh. Okay. And then after season 1, the budget got slashed. They really and it was really geared towards like young, young yeah, kids. Yeah, they, so, they really wanted to do a lot. Um, so when you watch it, it looks like shit. Marketing and, and it's you know. not. It looks like shit and it's not super. Like there's not much for you to return to mm-hmm. um, as an adult. Like if, if your uncle was like, "I want to watch some Ninja Turtles episodes," I think he would get bored very quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that yeah. was kind of the state of the of the industry. Mm-hmm. But Batman the Animated Series really pushed. The envelope in terms of even... I know it, it seems not as dark compared to this. Mm-hmm. But for the time, it was very dark. Yeah. There were guns. Mm-hmm. Like, people got shot at. Well, yeah, and it, you also... It's a little more psychologically complicated. The, yeah. the animation was ch- obviously still cheap compared to, like, what Disney was doing in theaters. Yeah. But they, they made the most of what they had. They, you know, I think they did a lot of creative workarounds. So this, I think, stands on the shoulders, you know, as much shit as I keep giving, <laughs> right? It stand things like this and then the stuff you're talking about, yeah. children's think, like, television like, content. Cart- Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, it's all, I feel like in the 90s, all It all really theory, starts in the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. takes, you know, starts to, starts to grow up a little bit with its audience. Because mm-hmm. um, there were things like The Simpsons before that, but that was still very much like an outlier. Grittier. Yeah. Um, thing, make things kind of grittier, edgier, darker, billion man, you know, like... Or just, just like, at the very least, becoming more, like, for the longest time, animation was, like, for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then it became just for kids. Yeah. I think in the 90s, you start getting a return to, not necessarily for adults, the way, like, The Simpsons is, maybe... Well, The Simpsons, depending on what episode, is pretty child-friendly. <laughs> um, I was not allowed to watch it. <laughs> yeah. It depends on, like, the episode and the seasons, but... Um, I'm not talking about things that are only geared towards adults. Like, yeah. in modern day, there's a lot of animation just for adults. 
let's like no, very appropriate. Not, not crazy like but that. But no. the '90s, you start to see stuff that can once again be kind of enjoyed by everyone. You can watch it as a kid, <laughs> like me, and then 15 years later return to it and yeah. find there's still things. It still holds some value mm-hmm. for you. Um, yeah. So I think this very much benefits. It, it's it's. The anime, the Batman, the anime series walked to this, so something like this could run. You know yeah. what I mean? In the Justice League, and and just and then it really explodes in the two thousands, and um, yeah, you know, the that, history, yeah, I think but. that would be a really cool thing to like research and, and look into. Is like, well, I want to plug my video essay YouTube channel. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, just like, was that because like the president was having an affair so children knew about things like that like do you know what i'm saying just like what what in in culture and politics and in everything is like okay kids can handle a little bit more like or well i think you start to see that trend over the course of like the 80s and the 90s yeah um in very like indirect ways Berlin wall like like war like i don't know well i'm about to say, I, I think this is very indirect. I think to say this is like the reason would be kind of reductive and foolish. No, no. But I think you can account for like one doesn't cause the other, but they're both symptoms of like the same thing. Sure. Where it's like, is it an accident that this all starts to happen at the same time like cable news is invented, the twenty four hour news cycle. Uh, you can shit, always yeah. watch like, you know, now you can like see what's going on so in the, Lebanon. Yeah, so it's it's more um it's more normalized. Like we shouldn't, violence. We shouldn't discount like that, you know. Again, I don't know how like they much, know more. I don't know how much water what I'm about to say holds, but if we want to go on this train of thought, <laughs> it should not be if we're talking, if we're making this point, we should not make your leave, point. <laughs> we should not leave out 9/11 because that was something that no, yeah. not only did people watch it live, but that On especially like cable. I was gonna say because again, cable news like 24 CNN hours was like, over. Yeah, you know, to the point where I I forget who it was. It may have been like George Bush or Rudy Giuliani. Two awful people. Basically, it was like, but, but you know, for like a week, they were actually kind of great for like a week. Why they were, they asked them to stop? No, no, no. I'm saying those two figures oh, have done like awful things, but just like it. they just oh, like yeah. they for about a week they were actually like kind of decent people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- it was one of them who was like, to to parents with small kids, don't let them watch it over and over and yeah, over and over. Turn it off. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's direct, but it's all swirling, right? It's all in this stew yeah, of just yeah. like what kids have access to. Yeah. Um, it should not get something else that should not be. Um, discounted is also it happened later than this came out obviously but again part yeah. of that era Columbine had also, also t- happened in 1999 uh, yeah. and I believe oh, that well, actually the 90s yeah there's like you know the, the the emergence of like grunge and like Nirvana and like you know so there, this is very grungy cyberpunk like yeah like, yeah Um, but and I believe the next movie we watch was affected by Columbine like they took out some oh, really? stuff that was yeah, well, I don't want to spoil it, but the next one we're watching is is also a Batman Beyond related thing. Okay. Um, it was a direct to video movie. Yeah. Um, it's called Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. Oh. Um, so it's about the Joker, Return, um, right? Yeah. Um, Am I gonna get And it was triggered? gonna be kind of it was it was kind of darker. I think it was like PG thirteen level stuff, yeah. if not R rated stuff. Oh. oh, wow. But they took out, but the Columbine happens, so they took out a bunch of stuff. Um, but then they released like an un. It's not. Am I gonna get triggered? <laughs> no, no, no. There's not a school shooting in it, but just like violence. There's kids. Okay. Like it's about kids. Okay, like because yeah. like they're all teenagers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So so no, it's. I don't think there's a school shooting in it. But okay. I'm just saying it's it's 
Um, so I'm saying that, that did have an influence on the next movie we were watching. Yeah. Um, but That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But that is something I have in my background here, that despite being conceived as a kid-friendly Batman cartoon, um, it was considerably darker than most other children's programs at the time. Yeah. Um, the show explores the darker side of many Batman projects, such as cyberpunk and sci-fi themes with the issues and dilemmas of technological innovation affecting society and the psychology of the character of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Right? So again, it's I think it's, it's just trying to bite bite off more. Yeah. Um and I think it can chew it. You know, I think it's 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 again there's um, you know, um like especially in later episodes they try to deal with some stuff. So I have here in addition due to the titular character being a high school student, it includes issues that plague teenagers such as substance abuse, subcultures, child abuse, neglect, school violence, peer pressure, etc. Right? Yeah. Um so it's like this feels like it's trying to kind of punch above its weight. Like, it's trying to get maybe not, like, 17-year-olds, but, like, 13-year-olds. Like, it's yeah. it's trying to get more of, like, a pre-teen or teen mm-hmm. audience. Yeah. Which feels very emblematic of the time. Yeah, because especially if, if kids are now, like, being exposed to, you know, like, like the Cold War and, and Columbine and, and, you know, like, kind of an uptick in suicides, I would probably say, and, like, just, like, all the shit that happened in the like um, Rwanda, like all the shit that was happening in the nineties, and and you know it now being on TV and easily accessible. You're, you're able to. This shit was like, always happening, but like, now you can now you have it. Now so it's, it's easy like access. okay, th- like we can talk to them b- about what they're experiencing. You know, we don't have to sugarcoat it. And like you know, oh it's the you know oh it's the eighties. Like let's address and, it. Like, let's really kids go are for just it. Yeah. kids. Like no kids deal with shit too. You know, like uh, like our adult problems like spill over into their world and so it's like in almost worse know. ways because they they themselves think of themselves as kids so they're, they're not yeah. as well equipped to handle those things so yeah so this show i think tries to end this i guess to a degree this not this movie necessarily but like the show and, and animation of this era is trying to yeah try, trying to face it a little bit more head-on than maybe you know, again, like Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like cartoons were really something like, again, like you watched them until maybe you were like 11 and it wasn't cool anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you like, your your friend's cousin had a Simpsons DVD and you watched it during the sleepover and you weren't supposed to. <laughs> right? It's it's that yeah. era, but you see this transformation over the course of the 90s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's also the first Batman series to portray the hero as a teenager. Oh, really? Oh, I guess most of the time he's like, like early he's already like a dude yeah he's already like a full-grown dude like being Batman. yeah early 20s Mm -hmm. Um, because we usually it's he's almost like uh jesus we usually only see him as a kid (laughs) and then when he's an adult that's true (laughs) kind of like superman you know what i mean like yeah that's true that's um i never thought of it like that (laughs) but um so so we've already been kind of talking about what what we thought um it was kind of funny we were watching it and then the credits rolled in the second episode and i realized i hadn't taken any notes (laughs) <laughs> I just forgot. I don't know why I forgot. Maybe because the last time we watched those Mr. Freeze episodes. Yeah. And I didn't take any notes. Because I was like, this isn't the movie we're reviewing. But I, I was like still in the same mode because we were technically still watching. I, I somehow I forgot. So I had to write these notes after. <laughs> um, You know, which it was, was, luckily is okay though. Because again, it's only like you 45 minutes. You fell for minutes. the classic blunder. I did fall for the classic blunder. But luckily it's not very long. There's not, there's a lot to it. But Enough I could remember. It wasn't like we watched a three-hour movie and I was like, yeah. shit. Well, and not to not to beat a dead horse, but I think relying on kind of uh, stereotypical uh, 
visual indicators and whatnot uh, can help them really focus on that more uh, involved narrative and more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of weighted subjects and whatnot. Like, yeah. like why the fuck does Bruce live in, like, the fucking Adams family house? Like, like fucking... <laughs> Like, fucking Dracula on the cliff of, like, this dark, scary, ma- like, mansion that, like, mm-hmm. has has its own, like, lightning cloud, like, right above him. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, like... Because it communicates very quickly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, how we should feel about that. How do you feel exactly. about... how? So how do you feel about that? Like, I really like when um, something... This didn't really exist in the 90s, but it's very prevalent now, mm-hmm. starting probably in, like, the mid-2010s. Um, is like the legacy sequel. And what the legacy sequel is, it's like an informal name, but basically a movie where it's its core thrust is about like, hey, this thing that like, you know, hasn't really had anything or hasn't anything good in like 20, 30 years. Yeah. We're bringing back some of the old stars. Uh, and it's like, yeah, so you yeah. really see it start with The Force Awakens mm-hmm. um, and then it just explodes, right? And it's usually like, the characters are older now. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's usually like a younger cast that's like and there's like a like passing the torch, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Um I think oftentimes they are greenlit and made very cynically. Like mm-hmm. people will recognize this thing and they'll get really excited. But at a certain point Hollywood started running out of those things. Yeah. So like as the time of this recording, there's like a new Exorcist movie coming out, oh, really? and it features one of the people from the original movie. And in the trailer, they make oh. a big deal of it. Oh, isn't that? It's oh. like who gives a oh, shit? Oh, that's right, that's right. They it's like, like the old woman. Go for her. Yeah, we go for her advice or something. Yeah, like and it's like <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like it, it, so. Um, not saying that every legacy sequel is automatically bad or forced. Most of them are, but there is a way to do it. <laughs> Um, and I think the way to do it, and I haven't really seen, I can't even think of an example of doing it this way. Like, this is how I would do it. Yeah. Um, is you really have to do it. Um, really put your audience's POV mm-hmm. from the perspective of, like, your new, younger characters. Like, I like this. Like, the show... I don't know how I don't know how well to articulate this. So tell me, I'm going to say, and you tell me what you think. But it's sure. like, it's I don't think it does the thing where it's like, you know, like we're we're learning, like we're meeting this old man. Mm-hmm. We know it's Bruce. Yeah. But like the show, the way it's constructed, it's very much from Terry's POV. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah. As opposed to kind of like The Force Awakens when it's like Han Solo first appears and it's like. The music swells and you're so excited. Like, it's more for us. Yeah. It's almost like dramatic irony. Whereas there's a novelty in knowing who this is, but Terry not really knowing who it is. Yeah. And kind of like accidentally discovering. So it's like we see him go over to the, the, like the, uh, the clock, uh, the grandfather clock. And and, and I, I don't. I don't think I'm expressing what I'm really trying to say here, but it's just, I think this does a good job of it. Like, it doesn't feel fan servicey. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, like, it, it feels well integrated. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like, with The Force Awakens, Han Solo just, like, happens to show up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas this, like, you know, feels organic, kind of, yeah. like, to well, what's going well, what on. What about in- something like First Class? No, because that's, like, a prequel. Right. Okay. It would okay. be like a, it would yeah. be like a legacy no. sequel if, like, in thirty years, like a random mutant is like, and like Something. Hugh Jackman shows up and he's like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, trying to think of something. Yeah. 
But I would I would say New Mutants, but absolutely not. No, no, because that doesn't really include any of the... It's like a cornerstone. Like, you have to include these older characters. No, yeah. Well, Ideally played by to, their original I'm actors. I'm trying to think of something that has done that besides Star Wars. Um, but, yeah. Um, it's it's good that you can't remember because most of these movies that come out are shit and we just forget about them, <laughs> like, immediately. I think, like, one of the more recent Ghostbusters movies did something like that. Not uh, the all, not the female one, but like they did one recently, like right before the pandemic, I think, or it came out during the pandemic. Oh, weren't they? It and was, Paul Rudd was in it, and like, was it all of them, and they're just old? Yeah, I don't think they show. Well, I haven't seen it. I don't think they show up until like the end. Oh, okay. and it's like Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I think they like CGI <laughs> one of the dudes because he's dead in real oh. life. Like, you know, what I mean? so it's like weird, right? It yeah. feels like it's like you're just trying dredging up these like people just to. Like, oh, oh, like Michael Keaton. Like in the new isn't Flash he, movie, kind of. Flash? It's, yeah, it's kind of like that, where it's like, okay, why? Was why is he <laughs> wow. in this? You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely could be done well, but um, that is kind of like a weird. I mean, we're going on a thing. tangent here, but I'll I'll tell you why that's a great example you just brought up. Because so the Flash movie is loosely based, bla- loosely based <laughs> on a comic arc called Flashpoint, and the idea is that Flash accidentally fucks up the timeline. Yeah. And it is Bruce who gets shot by the mugger instead of the father. So oh. the father becomes Batman. What? But becomes almost like a, like a like he will kill people whatever. Oh. And and that made it such an interesting story and Barry Allen aka the Flash is trying yeah. to fix the timeline. He's trying to work with Thomas Wayne. Shit. So there's like there's within the comic there is this like older uh, Batman character yeah. Working with the Flash, but for this they were just like, let's just let's just have it be Bruce, but it'll be Michael Keaton. Like you Wait, know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, now I kind of want to watch it. Wait. I think there have been animated <laughs> versions of that. That sounds good. Um, that sounds at least interesting. Like I said, part of one of my regrets, and not regrets, but again, like I said at the beginning of the season here, there's going to be a actually a decent amount of Batman movies we're not going to watch. Yeah. Because they are part. So a lot of them are part of like some animated movie continuities. Okay. Now, that being said, so is this. <laughs> but I made the executive decision, especially for the Batman one, uh, the, for Batman. Yeah. You can watch them and you don't need to have seen the show. Yeah. And then this one is the pilot. This so it's not like... literally the pilot. So yeah. it's, you know... And I also looked up for Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. I looked up, do you need to watch any Bat- specific Batman Beyond episodes mm-hmm. to understand that? And, they, and from what I read, no. Yeah. They're like if you if you know the general idea of Batman Beyond and like what it's about, which now we have. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of Batman animated films that are part of I guess what's called because this is the DCAU, the DC animated universe. Yeah. But then that is the DC animated movie universe. What? <laughs> Why wouldn't they be in the same? But then there's also the overall brand of any DC animated movies called DC Universe Animated Movies. Why wouldn't they all just be one universe? Because I don't know. So, so my what? My my regret is that maybe some of those films like aren't super continuity dependent, and we could have just watched them. But we'll cover. Maybe we'll do that as a franchise Bro, later. Down we the already road. have like a million. Yeah, I know. Things to watch. Um, like Batman is so long. It is. It's only oh guys so long. Um, so how do you feel about Terry? Um, because he's a very different. I think they did a good job of making him not just like a Bruce Light, like or like a Bruce Junior. No, like he's not. He's different. not a carbon copy. A lot more. 
very angsty. I don't know, outspoken. Yeah, uh, dynamic. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's uh, edgier. He's, edgier. you know what I mean? Yeah. Which again fits that like he's like very, as you like to say, sardonic. <laughs> um, you know, but you know what I mean? Like he has like that bite to him. Like we talked about yeah. the anger issues. I mean, he still says stupid shit, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like those one. He's line- a punk. You those know what one I mean? liners, kinda- they they love to put those in. Yeah. Oh, as long as he says it in like a cool voice and there's like electric guitar, like metal yeah. playing in the background, it's like it's cool. Yeah. Oh, boost yeah. him. Oh. Mm-hmm. But Silly. No, I think Terry is a pretty compelling protagonist, and it'd be cool to kind of see his evolution um, throughout the series. Um, yeah. I gotta say, Viviana was really into it. I, from what I could tell, but she, you don't sound as into it now. But last I'm night not, you were like, no, I you really, were like, we can we can we watch more of it? And I was like, well, no. Well, like I said, I wanted to I wanted to kind of compare the the narrative storytelling, mm-hmm. but also, um, no, I I do like it. Um, I think the only thing is, like, I am not totally warmed up to Terry. Um, Mm. I don't know, maybe just, like, how he is or something, but... um, He has a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Which is a nice way of saying he's kind of an asshole. He's kind of a shithead, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of (laughs) makes it, like, difficult to, like... Like okay, we're a team. Like I, I care about this guy. Like I, like I obviously do care and like can relate. You know, he, he's a lot more relatable because like you know his his parents are divorced and like he's got a little sibling. You know, so they they do things to kind of like, you know, uh, fab- fabricate that that yeah endearingness um and that um kind of. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Whatever. Right. Good. Good. They, they try to give us a little goodwill. more empathy. Yeah. Goodwill. <laughs> um, yeah. Great. Goodwill. Yeah. Exactly. Towards him. Um, and towards men. Yes. And towards <laughs> men. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just something about it just seems kind of like, like kind of like a snit. I don't know. He is a snit. But I imagine <laughs> that's kind of part of his arc that he goes through. Over yeah. Time. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Just seems like, like, like. Like I almost didn't want him to be Batman because he was like being like so reckless. It was like I, I kind mm. of well, I didn't think he should have stopped the suit because he was like getting beat up or whatever. But like because Bruce has like basically like parent parental control. But yeah, like when Bruce was like st- stopped the suit, you know, it's like okay, one, he doesn't know how to use the suit, and then two, like he's just fucking now? around. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe if I watched more, then I would be a little bit more warmed up to the idea. But um, you know what Terry's kind of like. What? So you know, in Spider-Man, especially yeah. the first, the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Yeah. You know, he's kind of a, a goofy, sweet kid, and he gets his powers, and kind of becomes like a little snit. Yeah. And lets the the, the mugger go by, mm-hmm. and he could have stopped him, but he doesn't. And that mugger ends up killing Uncle Ben. And he feels all, and he then he's like, <laughs> finally learns the lesson. That's kind of how they set up Terry here. Yeah, a little bit. But then he's... After the murder, like, you would... He stays an asshole. It makes him more more reckless. Yeah. Um, It kind of puts him in the other direction where he's like... He doesn't learn the... He learns, like... Like, I have so much anger already. This is, like, putting me over the edge. Yeah. Like, I need to go... I need to go do something about this. Yeah. Um, Like, which I guess is, is, like, fine and understandable. Um... But I think in terms of being, like, a protagonist and not really striving to be an antihero, um, you know, it, it just seems like, oh, he's being given 
all these tools to do the wrong thing, you know? Um, so it's like, I don't know. Is being, very being 90s. able to trust him, I guess. Um, and then also I thought it was weird that, that him and Bruce look like totally different animation styles and like... But it's the same suit. But like Terry looks like... No, like like as their human self. Oh, oh, oh. Like, like Terry looks very anime to me. <laughs> I don't know. And then like... I think it's the way they do his, his Bruce, eyes like, a little. Bruce looks a like, little bit like more like Americanized like kind of animation style or like... I don't know. It, it also do it all know, has the, to do with how you do the eyes in terms of like how well, much his hair. I think his hair. Hair, too. but also and I'm not talking about his eyes like a, as a racial thing because he's not he's he's white Terry McGinnis. But but I just mean in terms of like that anime like how much white space in the eye. Yeah. Is there an iris or is it just the black pupil? Yeah. Their eyes are different. And I think their that, eye their eye styles are different. I, I see what you're saying. Like yeah. the the softer points. Um, and his brother looks like he's from a completely different show. I know, right? He, he does, looks like he really does. cartoony. It, yeah. it looks like three different shows. Like, like maybe they were trying. Maybe they weren't sure which one they wanted to do. So they were like, <laughs> "Let's kind of try them all out." Yeah. Um, yeah. and just see like what Powers looks most like the original show. Yeah. He looks. He kind of is like I said. He's like Lex Luthor, but he's almost kind of like if Bruce Wayne went like a different turn. Yeah. And, like had yeah. the intelligence and the money. But used it for like the wrong yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a if you know Professor X type of thing. If he were to, you know, uh, do the wrong thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That that was also kind of like throwing me for a loop because I was like, why does he look like an anime character and Bruce does not? And then also the little boy looks like <laughs> like um like a gumball. No, what is it? I know what you're Amazing saying. Amazing yeah. world. I don't know. Amazing World of Gumball. No, that not show. Gumball. The the one with the little boy. The newer one. The I don't know. Stars. Um, so what? Um, Steven Universe. Yes. Because um, there's a show called Amazing World of Gumball. No, no, no. I know. I, I, I know. I meant Steven Universe, but I know about Gumball. Um, but yeah, just look completely different. Um, and I think also like the kind of like softer points to Terry's face. It's like you know, like his chin and his hair and everything. So mm-hmm. it's like like kind of more to a point and and a lot softer but in a like shinier way whereas like mm-hmm. bruce's colors kind of look like dull and like well he is like a hundred years old no no not like <laughs> like him but like like just like i don't know enough about animation to explain it i to i you, think but... we i think we i think we know what you're trying to say. but but terry okay. looks like an anime character bruce does not and it's strange to see that in in the you know in one show like them standing next to each other and then also trying to understand you know like the other people too um i don't know maybe it's just so we just delineate terry from the rest of the world i don't know Anyway, these are thought-provoking questions. Let's just let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> when I learn more about animation, they'll come back. Uh, yeah, I'll come back. And, okay. And... Okay. Good. Um, but no, it is cool to see Bruce as an old man because he kicks ass. Because those those the jokers. He's still a tough come... tough cookie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't pull its punches the, uh, in terms of like the violence or again psychologically. Like it, it tries to wrestle with those things we were talking about before, mm-hmm. right? Um, something else I wanted to bring up was I, I really like this futuristic world. Yeah. So I guess this is meant to be 
40 years after the animated series. Okay. And it starts with a flashback that is in between the animated series and yeah. this show. Yeah. So it's like Bruce is old, but he's not like old. Like within the show, he's like 80. Mm-hmm. But at this point, maybe he's like 50 or 60, right? So this is like 40 years into the future. So it's really cool because the the original show was, we, we had talked about it, it's kind of like timeless. Like it's like kind of mild off like the 40s, but yeah. like it still has modern technology and stuff. But this is like the opposite extreme where it's yeah. like super, super advanced. And um, I watched, uh, you know, because like I said, I had the DVD. That's how I watched it. And there was a great bonus feature. And they talked about how they designed the world. Yeah. It's particularly the fashion. And, like, trying to figure out, like, what would people wear. Because if you look at how fashion evolved from, like, the 60s to the 2000s, yeah. it didn't change drastically. Like, we think of, like, the really extreme, like, ver- like the flower child. Versus- yeah. But, like, in terms of standard fashion, it changed, but, like, little things. Yeah. So, yeah. They, like, so basically, that's what they tried to do, where they looked at, like what the fashion was today in, like, 1999 and, like, make minor adjustments. So, like, mm-hmm. there might be, like, a, a colored shoulder pad on it or something. Like, yeah, like just we, just little things. And I really I really appreciated, yeah. like, those details. Yeah, I think that they were wearing, like, the, like, mini dresses, like, the girl, um, kind of, like, short pixie kind of haircuts. Um, mm-hmm. Terry had, like, a leather jacket. Um, Very cool. But it was like a brown leather jacket. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a black one. Uh, this is what we talked about in one of the past episodes about like, how do people predict technology? Yeah. Um, no, it's always... They have hover cars. They got... It's always weird, you know, because it's like, oh, I know that, but also I don't know that. It's either... It's when you look at... When you when something tries to predict the future and then you go like... If they try to predict the year 2001 mm-hmm. and then it is 2001, you look back at it. Things like this either are wildly optimistic about how far, or they yeah. don't anticipate anything at all. So again, it's yeah. like the, everything's the same except for like a few things. Mm-hmm. Not in this, but in some movies. Yeah. Um, like they can't anticipate like, you know, in the future, people will still be using fax machines or something weird, right? Yeah. Um, or like, whereas yeah. this is the other extreme <laughs> where it's like so, uh, you know... Yeah. So advanced. Or like in uh like in Back to the Future too, um when It's like th- ridiculous. There's like um well yeah, there's ridiculous like with the with the hydrator, but then also I was thinking of of the like jaws. I was gonna say uh, the shark like jaws like, four D or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, it like comes out at you. It's not just like a poster. Yeah. Um so like more interactive and my and marketing. Classic Michael J. Fox. <laughs> He just stands there. He's like, with his hands out, like he's doing jazz hands. He's like, ah! And cut! Great job, Marty. I mean, uh, Michael. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, like, that kind of weird um, uh, del- but it works delineation, well be- yeah. you know? Because um, it's, like like you said, like, hover cars, but then things are still, like, very, like... Tactile. Like, like grungy 90s, like, you know? Um, and it benefits it makes the it kind world. Of look cool. Yeah, it, it makes it's it really cool, cool right? Yeah. And and like I'd love to play. I'm sure there were video games of this. Oh uh, yeah. But it was 1999, so I can't imagine they were very like advanced. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, it, it putting in the future also benefits like the fact it's Batman because now he has like the suit that has all these powers. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, powers are the wrong word because he doesn't have power, but it's like uh, capabilities, right? So fuck yeah, he has like basically the eavesdropping fingertips. So he puts it on like the wall or I, a window. He can hear inside. I think that might be my favorite part. He can yeah, walk upside down. So cool. Like yeah. he has like magnet feet or whatever they are. Like yeah, like so it's cool. So they're able to like again make this differentiate. So it's not just the the Batman you know and seen a million times. Like mm-hmm. he has some new tricks up his sleeve because he you know. Um, and and Bruce got to wear this too. So again, like that opening flashback is yeah. is Bruce maybe as like a fifty or sixty year old, and he has this suit. Um, it looks like, and he almost kills like. shoots a guy because because oh, basically yeah. the flashback is to show how he like he decides to stop being Batman because he's like he, like, he starts having a heart attack. He has a fucking heart attack. Yeah. So he basically gets a gun to defend himself and almost shoots someone, but he's like, yeah. oh, what have I done? But luckily the cops were there, and then they got. He didn't have to shoot. So the he guy, didn't yeah. have to shoot him, but. Yeah. But again, like, that feels like, like, within the first five minutes, not even five minutes, like, two minutes, <laughs> like, we've already established, like, an interesting, psychological, character-based thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, which, again, just, I feel like it's, has, it, this show is just full of pathos, and it just feels like there's, yeah. like, actual character work being done. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of uh, being an introductory to uh, a lot of the... Or, or I would say like a like a pretty decent part of like the Nolan films of you know like mm. the physical aspect right so like um, what's his name uh, Catman Adam West Adam West so like Adam West right okay, the only superhero I can think of is Catman no I just <laughs> or another role when he played Adam West in Family Guy as the mayor <laughs> of the fictional Rhode Island town of Quahog. <laughs> I totally haven't seen that. Anyways, um, you know, so, I mean, he fights a fucking shark, but we don't, you know, there, there's no, there's no repercussions to the, to the fight. The stakes feel very low. Yeah. There, you know, the, the bomb goes off or whatever. He's running back and forth. Like he's not, you know, out of breath or, or, you know, a a dude, you know, punches Mm -hmm. him or whatever. Like he's fine. But now it's like, oh, like, like. Uh, Bruce Wayne is like a person and so like yeah that's really important I think you yeah. know and so um, and I think definitely later on they, they tackle that with like isn't like Christian Bale like all beat up and like in the third one and he's stuff and, like, in the third one the premise the, the status quo is he hasn't been Batman in eight years yeah so he's just like really out of shape and then he get and then Bane breaks his back basically and <laughs> yeah oh that's a great one we got, I can't wait to watch that one but um but yeah, kind of bringing some humanity into it, um, and I mean, I think you can see the same thing um, in the evolution of like the Marvel films too. Is like bringing more humanity to the like superheroes, like at least to a point. Sometimes and then it to... they lose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're out of breath. So you know, sometimes they're sick. You know, like mm-hmm. they're just people too. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them. Some of them are Norse gods, but whatever. Or aliens. Or aliens. Or robots. <laughs> Some of them are literally robots. It's like, sometimes the superheroes, they're just fighting. They, they're not in a breath. It's like they're robots. Sometimes they are robots. <laughs> no, I just mean the people. <laughs> um, like like Bruce people. Like like uh, Iron Man was a good example, you know, because he's got the yes, little, the little yes, heart yes, thing. Yes. Or, he's just a um, man. Ant-Man, you know, he's... He's got a it's just a man. I don't know. He's... It's all the tech. Like, <laughs> without it, they're just human beings. Yeah, exactly. Whereas exactly. Captain America is, like, juiced up. Like, he is, like... Yeah, yeah. Or, like, even with, um... Oh, what was... Is it Ironheart? Don Cheadle? Uh... 
Uh, oh, I forget. Flying. Ironheart was the was the girl in the new the Black lady? Panther movie. Oh, the well, young any, teenage the 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 girl. Anyways, who, but but her. Don Gino, war machine. Like, oh, war machine. Yeah, like you know, it's just like the suit. It's just like the tech, right? Um, but we kind of. But as we learned, you know, it's the man that makes the suit, not the suit that makes the man. <laughs> but it does amplify the man. It does amplify the man, <laughs> for better or for worse. And his hearing purposes or hearing abilities. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, overall, I think this is a pretty great pilot for a TV show. Because again, we can't discount that that's what we watched as a basically pilot. Like, it makes you want to be like, oh, I want to see, I'm curious where the story's going to yeah, go. Yeah, I wanted to watch some more, yeah. Um, it sets up the dynamic, like, it sets everything up. Even if it's kind of quick. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's within the within the scene, it makes sense. But, you know, like, Terry's running around the Bruce, and Bruce is, like, talk, communicating to him. And yeah. he's like, right? <laughs> And it's like within that one moment, it, it makes sense just to the nature of the urgency of the moment. Yeah. But it's setting up like, oh, that's going to be the dynamic. Like Bruce is the man in the, the chair. The man in the chair, yeah. Right. And it's like they set all that up. They set up powers. And R.I.P. Up... Alfred. He oh, was, yes. He wasn't mentioned, but he was old when Bruce was young. And now Bruce is old. So. Bruce is like he's really old. Or like <laughs> 70 or 80 years old. <laughs> Though people were much older. Remember we talked about that? Like, like how. What? Well, maybe we talk about this off mic. Just, like, people are living longer now. Oh, yeah. So sometimes you'll watch a movie from, like, 30 years ago, and they look like they're ancient, and they'll be like, oh, man, I'm so old. I'm 62. I'm like, 62? No, I know. Well, that's what I... I... So maybe maybe he's only, like, 60 <laughs> or 70 in this. But we think he's, no, like, 80 we, or 90. When we watched that, um, when we watched the Batman with, with uh, Robin, oh, I forgot uh, what it was called. Um, and they were like, Bruce, Bruce. Oh, from the 40s. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, like... You thought he was a few listened, much older. He was only, I like, 20-something. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was, like, a 30, 40-year-old man. He was, like, 20, like, 21. Yeah. Or, no, he was, like, 24. And I was, like, wait, I'm 24, but I look like a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, like, you'll see, like, like your grandparents, like, uh, graduation pictures or something. And they look older. And they're, like... Why do you look like you're 35? You yeah. were 17? Are you serious? Like, like, you look at a picture of me, like, I look like I'm 17. Yeah. My, gradu- my high school graduation photos? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't look bad. Like, they don't, like... like They just old. don't look 18. Yeah, they just, like, look they so look much, much older. older. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of trivia. Okay. I have two trivia bits. Two points. I see this. I have two points. Yeah. Um, one of the Jokers, with a Z... Threatens Terry saying, let's put a smile on his face, which is later said as a catchphrase by the Joker in The Dark Knight. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, I, lo- I fucking love having these, uh, having the subtitles on because uh, um, then we see like all the silliness, like Jokers with a Z and then Freeze with a as fries. fries. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty Subtitles funny. exclusively. Yeah. Everything. Pretty Doesn't funny. matter. Um, it's getting to the point where I go see a movie in theaters. I'm like, Ugh. Like so, well, sometimes they have. It's usually not many, but there's usually a screening that does have subtitles. Yeah, it's like one. What? That's what I'm saying. Like so, in the middle of the day. I know, I know, <laughs> but I'm saying it's. But I always, I'm always like uh, worried to do those because I always be like, what if I regret it? 
poetic. Like it too. ruins the visual experience or whatever. Because it's so I big. No, because no. Be- o- or that's why I say dubs over subs. No, but because because if you're at a theater, it's a really big screen, so you do have to kind of like look. But if we're just watching at home, you shouldn't have to like. I can't see the screen because I need to read. <laughs> well, there's a there's a lot less uh, distraction as well. You're in a dark room, you know, yeah. and I mean, unless someone's being obnoxious and like talking or mm. whatever then you know the the real focus is the movie and there's probably like sound boards and stuff in the walls and whatnot so you know as opposed to you know if we're just watching something at home we got all our stuff around us so mm. you know you might want to pick up your slime or well, it's know. a good thing we're watching the christopher nolan <laughs> movies because his movies have always been critiqued for the sound mixing being so awful uh, like yeah. the explosions of the music, so it's really hard to understand what people are saying sometimes. No, yeah, they fucking whisper, and then it's like, like a fucking eruption. Like an Oppenheimer, like because we just saw it like the past couple weeks. It was like, I can mostly understand it, but there's still some like I'm excited to watch it at home. Yeah, only because I can then like watch it with subtitles. But I can actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then my other trivia point here. So I guess Bruce Tim, oh. uh, voiced the leader of the Joker's. <laughs> Um, because the actor originally cast for the part just didn't have it. And oh. Tim showed him how he imagined the character. <laughs> oh, Bruce. Taking on taking on a Walt kind of thing. Oh, as, as Mickey Mouse? Right. He's like, you guys don't know how to do it. Here's okay. how you should do it. <laughs> this is how you should do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Give me another cigarette. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I love that play. I want to give a little shout out to that man. I don't know his name. I forgot his name, but there was there, there was this man. We we went to go see like an off um, off off Broadway play about the Disney writer strike, not the writer strike, the Disney animated strike in the forties. It was only like a three person play. It was basically just Walt Disney, Art Babbitt, and then like, like a random woman who was like one of the in betweeners. She was an in betweener. Oh, 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 like like the painty people. Yeah, I think she did one of like the one of the jobs that like the lower oh, okay, people okay. like, and that was the whole basis of the strike was like. The whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the whole point, Art Babbitt was a really well-respected, he was paid really well, mm-hmm. but he went on strike in solidarity with all the people yeah, like yeah. who made like shit money. Yeah. Um, but it was a really good play. No, but I thought that was really good. And and who else was there? Oh, Brian Cox was oh, there. Oh, yeah, Brian Cox was so, there. So I guess, random. I guess the, act, the, the, the person who played Walt directed it and wrote it. Oh, yes, I guess So there must have been some connection. He knew someone who knew someone who knew Brian Cox. I don't know what, but Brian Cox was there. I don't know, but I thought I thought it was actually really good. It was really good. <laughs> um, and neither of us can remember the name of it. Uh, oh, the, the sh- striking Disney? No, what is it? You don't remember? I don't remember. I'm sure I could find it. I probably usually, have it in my email. You usually us. remember these things. I, I'll find it later, but... Oh, my gosh. But I did make Brian Cox laugh because... Uh, <laughs> The, he he and his posse were talking to the director and his posse, but they were blocking the exit. So I was like, "Excuse me, sorry. I'm I'm sorry to break up the love fest." And they all laughed, and I was like, "That's right, Brian Cox. You don't know me, but I know you." Oh, okay, okay. I think Burbank. Yes, yes. Burbank. Uh, and Cameron Darwin Bossert. Yes, um, if you're listening, Cameron. I believe we follow each other we on Instagram. We follow each other on Instagram, yeah. Um, yeah, but it says... Uh, hey, Cameron, listen to... I'm going to DM him. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you at all, but we just happen to bring it up at the end of the episode. Hey, if there's a Disney franchise, we'll do it. We'll do it, yeah. And we'll bring uh, it up. But yeah, it says fictionalized... Uh, or new play fictionalized a... Uh, 1941 labor dispute to explore the tension between passions mm-hmm. and paychecks. 
passions and paychecks. From the, the New York Times. Yes, that's how I found out. Okay, can we continue? Anyway. This is unrelated. So in terms of the critical reception at the time, uh, while the idea of Batman Beyond seemed as if it were, quote, not a proper continuation of the legacy of the Dark Knight, end quote, the series was well-received and gathered a cult following after its release. It has been praised for its dark and cyberpunk storytelling. <laughs> um, in terms of some modern reception, um, on Letterboxd has a 3.5. However, I feel like it would have a higher score if more people, like, again, because this isn't really a movie, it's kind of by default. I don't think a lot of people know this is on Letterboxd, so a lot of people haven't logged it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, because yeah. it doesn't have many viewers, like, if you go see how many people. It's not, that's not what it is, you know? Like, it's, sometimes, sometimes things get onto Letterboxd and, like, maybe they shouldn't be. Like, right, this is really, like, a DVD release of two episodes slammed sh- together. Yeah. It's not really a movie. At, but, it, it, yeah, it doesn't but, seem, it, it doesn't come off that way because it's just the first two episodes yeah. of the show. So it's not like someone would know to, Precisely. to do that. Precisely. To, like, go on Letterboxd and look. Yeah. Only I would because I'm insane. Yeah. Um, so there's not many reviews. <laughs> exactly. so I, only have, I only have two Letterboxd reviews here. Um, because there again, there weren't that many to go off of. Lockhart writes, whilst I like the word what you don't hear that a lot, whilst I like to use whilst, whilst not the strongest Batman film I've seen, it's still a pretty cool and refreshing idea. <laughs> Thank you, Lockhart. Uh, Emmeline, but their username has a space in between each letter. Emmeline writes, <laughs> um, the hold Where that the, what? Oh, wait. The letterbox. Oh, just reviews. kidding, just kidding. You shouldn't be reading it. I just wanted to see the visual. Oh, Emmeline writes, quote, The hold that Batman slash Bruce Wayne has on me, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> um, I think Emmeline's thirsting for old man Bruce. Oh my Instead God. of old man Logan, old man Bruce. <laughs> um, Den of Geek, which I guess is an online publication, when listing the best episodes of the series, wrote that, quote, Batman Beyond's first year on the air represents the show at its most realized form. It's the only season of the show that's written at the same level of quality as Batman the Animated Series. Not to say that later seasons don't have their moments, but it seemed like the writers approached Beyond as a Saturday morning cartoon during seasons two and three, whereas during season one, they most certainly did not. Creator Bruce Timmis stated Batman Beyond is the most uneven series of the main DC animated universe shows, particularly in regards to the latter two seasons. So I guess it kind of tapers off. Mm-hmm. Like that first season. Maybe I did the right thing only watching the first season as a kid. Because it sounds like it kind of yeah. gets I, lost I think in it's the... like a common show problem, though. Um, oh, yeah. It's not unique to this like, way. Well, like, especially especially now with, like, the age of streaming. Like, it's, it's blatant, like, glaringly, blatantly obvious. Um... If you're binging the wall, you notice the difference. Like, the last episode of season three was yeah. great, but this first episode of season four sucks. Yeah. Because you just yeah. watched them, like, in one day. You yeah, watched it. Yeah, so, like, back in the day, you know, it would have been like fine. It would have been okay. But, you know, somewhat, you know, in your mind, like, kind of comparable, but, like, pretty much the same, you know, uh, for the most part. Uh, but now it's, like, <laughs> very clear. Um and, you know, watching a few shows, like, all the way through, like, I think it's just, like, a common show problem of, like, you mm. know, okay, are we going to keep telling the same story over and over again? Okay, we're going to introduce some new stuff. Okay, that doesn't really feel right. So then we're going to kind of go back, but not exactly the same. It just, like, I don't know. It just tapers off. Yeah. In terms of the legacy, <laughs> we talked about legacy sequels. And this is not a legacy sequel, but it does have a legacy. Wow. And here's the legacy. All right. Here are my bullet points I have. 
among the live action films, live action, proposed between the critical failure of Batman and Robin and the reboot of the Batman franchise uh, was Batman Beyond. That they were like, maybe we do a live action Batman Beyond movie oh, cool. to salvage this this frame, this live action. Uh, in August of 2000, Warner Brothers announced that it was developing a live action film adaptation. Uh, the studio also exploring other takes of Batman in development uh, eventually placed that live action Batman Beyond film on hold in August 2001 uh, and it was ultimately cancelled um, it just got cancelled they never obviously made it Yeah. Uh, but in January 2019 rumors began to circulate that Warner Animation Group was developing an animated Batman Beyond film following the critical and commercial success of Sony Picture Animation Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse but it was later reported that no such film was in the works Lies. But I think this speaks to the rumor mill as Colleen. (laughs) The rumor mill. uh, The rumor train that when she, her song was called the rumor. The rumor bus. I don't don't know. I haven't watched it. Some people speculate (laughs) that she only did that so that she could then monetize it. It's on, I think it's on like Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify and YouTube. And she knew people would hate watch it. And she would get a lot of YouTube ad revenue. It's like on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I think that I think that legacy kind of speaks like the fact that like, rumors were circulating like it does kind of have a cult status I think where it's like it's yeah. no one's like like it, it's it's some people's favorite version of of this of Batman and sure. and you know twenty plus years later at this point it's still something that has like kind of captured the imagination I think of a lot of fans and yeah it would be cool to kind of see um, you know get to see these characters return um mm-hmm. it is sad though again though Con- kevin conroy has since passed away oh. um as we talked about before yeah. um they did so they did the show and then they did batman beyond return of the joker mm-hmm. which i mentioned before um and they also was but, that that was also part of the show yes or that was like a movie in between uh i think it it was released while the show was still in its run so it was like two episodes of the show like this one? No, no. Oh, this is like a movie. Oh, oh, oh. I think it was released directly to video, but it was like a movie. It's not. Okay. It, but, but my point is it may have come out like in between seasons two and three. Like no, in the yeah. Summer. yeah. I, I don't know. No, whatever. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is so you have that. And from my understanding, the show doesn't really have a true series finale because mm-hmm. it kind of just got canceled. Because basically around this time, they were like, we want to do a Justice League Destroy? thing. Oh. Okay. Um, so they end up canceling the show in like I think 2001 mm-hmm. um, and they start working on Justice League and that starts I believe there is a story arc in the Justice League animated show with like some time travel mm-hmm. and they time travel to the future to even maybe 10 years after Batman Beyond oh, wow. so they kind of give Terry and old Bruce kind of like the send off that they weren't able to give them He's with an actual alive. series finale I guess so. Oh yeah. my god. This but they never got to have a forever. series finale. If you were just watching on HBO Max, it's like in Toy Story 2, like, come on, the next episode. That's it. They The show was canceled after oh, that's that. that's so weird. It just It's kind of like Girlfriends. Oh my gosh, yes. But that was canceled because of the 2007-2008 writer's strike. It's so weird. Um, it just stops. But, um... <laughs> the people want an ending. Anywho. Thank you. Um, Vivian, favorite part. <laughs> Listeners... Before we recorded, I was like, we ready to record? And Vivian was like, no. And I was like, usually she just says, yes. Why, why are you not ready? And she was like, I have to think of my favorite part. And I was like, well, I feel like I, through talking about it, it'll just like feel natural. Like whatever feels most right. And she was like, 
No. Because I don't want to have any dead air. So... Well, cause, yeah, because you've picked at me before about the dead air. You're like, this is great for a podcast. It's just silence. Dead air. <laughs> but usually I feel like you don't have that problem with your favorite part. you're an ass part. hat. I'm an uh, ass hat. I've never worn an ass on my head as a hat. you never worn a hat on your ass? Well, I can't... I plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> Anywho. Could be on favorite part. Um... You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna insert fake dead air for like 30 seconds. You're an asshole. <laughs> no, I think um, after talking about it and kind of thinking through things, I think the time when maybe Terry gets back uh, to his house and he like realizes, you know, he sees, oh. sees all the graffiti and stuff and then like. Um, I think just they do it that, well because they don't show it. Like he just runs into the room. Yeah. Because his mother's like, "Oh, Terry, something awful's happened," and he's like, "Dad, Dad!" And he just runs into the room. And they kind of leave it to your yeah. imagination. Kind of like they like, apparently there's like these photos or videos of like what the nerve gas does. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. they don't show it. They just show the guy's reaction. Yeah. I think that's a lot more powerful. That scary. Yeah. And that's how you get away with doing it on a kids show, right? Where yeah. It's like, um, yeah. No, yeah. I just, I just kind of um, thought. I just kind of. Felt a little, a little tick in my heart, um, mm-hmm. and and then also a cool part, and where the the finger hearings. I'm not really sure how that connects to his ears, but the, yeah, the okay. concept I think is kind of. cool. How is his mouth part of the mask? It doesn't matter. It's okay. I don't know. It doesn't exist really. <laughs> um, what think, about you? I think my favorite part, and this is just like a general thing, is just again like that. Like, the fact that there's, like, an actual, like, story here with, like, yeah. characters with, like, arcs and flaws and goals. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, like, I'm going to rob the bank. And Batman's <laughs> like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> um, so I, I think I just really appreciate that. Um, yeah. That's kind of broad, but that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, okay, Viviana. I think, yeah, I think also seeing kind of Bruce's humanity, too, and, like, that... Oh, the humanity! (laughs) That kind of, like, tough moment where, you know, you, like, there's no one else to tell you to stop. You have to Mm. realize it yourself. Because Alfred was probably deceased by that point. Yeah, um, and I think just that, that tough emotional decision um, and kind of maybe, like, a hit to his pride and whatnot, um... And I think yeah, and I think the same thing with uh, with Terry losing his dad, you know, and he was like really remorseful and like you know the last thing I did was yell at him, mom. Like he starts crying. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. You know, like um, it's it's getting into I it. Think, That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, it's I think those, those parts are really compelling. I don't know if you can tell over the past um, this entire show, but uh, I don't know something about the drama. It just it just connects to me. You know? Viviana loves some drama. Because it's just like it's just like powerful emotions, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, oh as Nicole Kidman would say in the AMC video, its stories are perfect and powerful. <laughs> Which is such a weird phrase. Because here, they are. <laughs> but the same movie at Regal sucks. <laughs> Anywho, so we're gonna go on to our ranking, and I want to know what your rating is. I gotta go first. You always go. Yes. I always try to get you to go first. Well, now I'm being a talk show host and asking you the question. What? 
Yeah. I you couldn't you yeah. don't you don't walk a mile in reverse, my shoes. Reverse. Walk a mile in my shoes and see reverse and see cowboy, how you feel. Okay, reverse. reverse cowboy. <laughs> reverse cowgirl. Oh my god, this is a this is a family friendly show. <laughs> I'm just saying the- Um So I think I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah. Um while I was watching I was like, maybe this is an eight. But I'm like, no, nah, I don't think it's great. It's just I'm really it good. Seven too, yeah. Um oh so now you wanna Okay. Um, now, looking at my ranking here, um, I think I like this more than Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. Oh. And I think just because of, like, the drama, mm. I like it more than the Adam West Batman. What? It's true. It's true. But, and again, this is very controversial. <laughs> I think I'm going to put it below Batman Forever. Why do you because want that Batman, Because it's such a big swing. I just like it. Maybe if I watched it again, <laughs> I'd be really pissed off and be like, why am I such an idiot? Why would I do that? You know, but um, that's what I'm going to do. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, Vivi, so you said you're going to give it a seven. Um, if you look at your ranking, what um, do you think? I was looking at my ranking. Uh, my other... Um, sevens in ascending order are batman 89 uh batman returns batman and mr freeze colon sub-zero and batman colon mask of the phantasm and i think i'm gonna go with a what seems a bit of a controversial uh direction to go in uh especially with all of the praise that we gave it um but i think i'm gonna put this up Mask of the Phantasm. Wow, okay. Just because I think the contemporariness kind of like um, speaks to me a little bit more. Um, And it's more like in a style that I guess I'm familiar with. Um, Just Mm. like, because I don't, I'm not familiar with like the other style of animation like i never really watched anything like that mm-hmm. um and also you know that it it is a lot more active than the show um but i do not want to discredit the mask of the phantasm because that was great um i just think that this one is just a little bit more active and also or well, active in its storytelling and then also like um Maybe just like more like visually interesting with all the compositing work of, you know, like new and old and, mm-hmm. and you know, futuristic and what and tactile and yeah. whatnot. Um so it's like a big salad. It's yeah. got lots of stuff. Yeah. I'm a, well so look I'm at look little... at that. Batman Beyond the Movie. The little engine that could, you know, barely yeah. has any <laughs> no one even knows it's on letterbox, but it's it's my third favorite and your second favorite so far. So yeah. far, so yeah. Well, um, I, well, I mean, I think if if they just gave them the chance, you know, um, I think people. I'm interested to see what we think what, of the next one. What's the next one? Oh well, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's right. Which is like meant to be a proper so Batman another, Beyond movie. Another animated one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh i i think the demand is not the demand but the the desire is there from fans you know for different stories um like this right and, and seeing new um, characters take up old mantles yeah or just like in a different kind of state i mean like people fucking loved logan you know and um i i think it's just 
you know, do it well. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's just, like, you know, nobody is really taking the time to do it well. They're just, like, you know, trying to do, like, the greatest hits or, like, what they know will sell. And then, like, you know, there's there's just, like, this long-term desire for things. And then, like, you know, 20 years later, we might get a live-action Batman Beyond. But, you know, same thing with, like, Logan. They're like, should, should we show Wolverine, like, as an old man? Would, like, people like that? You yeah. know? But it's like, like, yeah, that makes it compelling. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that makes it interesting. <laughs> yeah, so big win for trying something new. Yeah. But I'm going to not try something new. I'm going to read the outro as I do every episode. (laughs) That's it for this week's episode of Now That's What I Call a Franchise. Next week, we'll be watching the next film in the franchise, which I have said numerous times this episode. (laughs) The 2000 film, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker. Viviana, where can they find us? Of course, you know, you guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Franchise Podcast. We know you have many podcasting options, and we thank you for choosing us. Peace out, guys. Later, Gators.